0: You're listening to Got Tech, the podcast with your hosts, Eric Geis and Nick Johnson. Welcome back to Got Tech, the podcast. This is episode 132 called 12 AI Power Tools That Make a Teacher's Life Easier. In this episode, we'll share 12 EdTech tools that are powered by AI and can make your day a little simpler. We'll also share our thoughts on how these tools can be implemented in your classroom. This is another episode you don't want to miss. Check it out.
1: Alright, so I'm happy to be back for another episode. I feel since we kind of did two recordings back-to-back, we had a little extra time off here, but happy to get back into the swing of things in what better way is just to remind everybody that we have a couple PDs coming up uh the two that we'd like to share about is ISTE will be at ISTE Uh, a couple people have reached out already on Twitter letting us know that they're going to be there so we're going to try to meet up with them if anyone else is interested in meeting up let us know our presentation is on Monday and as we get closer we'll we'll Tell you the time and the exact uh, date and location. Uh, The other thing is, is we have the NJECC conference coming up. March 7th is in person. That's the one that we'll be at. March 8th is remote. Uh, We will not be uh, attending the remote one just because our schedules don't allow us to. But we are doing two presentations. The first one's on students as content creators. So we'll be talking about ways to get started some tools that you could use that are very uh, low cost or free and about podcasting and how all this stuff mixes in and can be done in each one of your core or elective classrooms. So we'll be doing that one with uh, Chris Nessie. And then we will also be doing our EdTech Throwdown immediately after that session. So we have two back to back. We're very excited about them. And once again, that's a week from next Tuesday or I guess when this is released, it'll be...
0: About a week away.
1: About a week away. It's on uh, Tuesday, March 7th.
0: Yeah, so it's going to be like, a, if you come to that uh, NJECC, it's going to be like a two-hour, almost like a two-hour live version of this podcast. And, um, you know, we, we love doing those things. Obviously, the, the best part for me is the, like you said, the EdTech Throwdown, where you and I sort of compete. I'll just let the listeners to the podcast know, too, that we definitely reserve some things specifically for our in-person throwdowns so if you're like why would i need to come in person when i listen to the show all the time anyway to get these incredible edtech tools um you might hear some crossover but i know at least the the tools that I bring up for that presentation, I purposefully know that those are ones not mentioned in the podcast. So that's a little bit of motivation, perhaps.
1: And I guess the third update, it is March. So we would be remiss if we would not at least mention the fact that Kyle Nemus, our buddy Kyle Nemus, is doing his March Madness uh, Tech Throwdown. So make sure that you check out at Kyle Nemus. We'll put that in the show notes. Uh, his throwdown is, I believe... He released the bracket. I don't think the voting has started yet. So check out that, get involved with that. And it's a good way to support some of the edtech tools that you love to use and that you want to make sure other educators know uh, they provide a service and that they're quality. Because we have a quantity of tools out there. It's sometimes a tedious project to locate tools with a specific functionality that do that functionality very, very well.
0: This podcast is a proud member of the
1: Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash Now let's get back to the episode.
0: So in today's episode, we're talking AI, and this time more from the teacher's side than from the student side. And what I mean by that is, as we're recording this episode in the late winter, early spring of 2023, there's a lot of buzz in the education world about Artificial intelligence, specifically with the uh, official release of something called ChatGPT, and as you've heard us mention in, a, I think, a couple of recent episodes, this is a big deal for teachers because students can use ChatGPT to do all kinds of stuff. The main, the main issue being write for them, write papers, write entire papers for them, just based on a prompt or a question being asked. So this is raising all sorts of questions and. If you go back to I think it's episode 120, you can get our official opinion on all that stuff. I don't want to get too in the weeds into that in this episode. Um, but the twist for this episode is that artificial intelligence, you know, besides the fact that it can be used by anybody, including ChatGPT. I know that recently we've made a couple, you know, worksheets that went out to students by first going to ChatGPT. I think I asked Chat Beach, ChatGPT to. Uh, summarize for me what makes a good infographic we were having the students create infographics and I was like I don't really know what makes a good infographic so I went to chat GPT and typed out the question we went back and forth a couple times and you know ChatGPT kind of did the research for me and spit out this real nice concise list of six qualities of a good infographic and then I pushed that to the kids so teachers you could use it too. It's not just something you have to fight against that your students are now, you know, abusing or taking advantage of. You could take advantage of this as well. And I say when the moment is right, why not do that? This episode is all all about that theme is how can AI be used to make a teacher's life easier? And we're not going to talk about ChatGPT. We have 12 separate tools all of which have their roots in AI. And we're going to share them with you and then hopefully talk about some ways that you can use this in your classroom or maybe just even in your larger professional life. So I think that's the the gist of what we're talking about today, right?
1: Yeah, I think uh, that's a, a great way of putting it. We're going to throw some out that are not only beneficial to the teacher, but I have a couple I know that are also benefit beneficial for the student as well. And maybe it's just the teacher... Handing something over to the student, so uh, I know that this was uh, your idea of an episode. So why don't we have you go first and share your first AI special here?
0: All right, cool. So this first one is called. Um, it's a translator service, a you know, a world language translator. It's called DeepL, and the L's capitalized. If you just Google DeepL Translate, you'll find it, or head to our show notes for episode 132. Um, but you know it does exactly what it sounds like it translates texts you can even one of the things I like about it is you can um, like drag and drop in an entire uh, file like a PowerPoint or a Word doc or a PDF and just drag it over onto the DeepL Website and it'll translate the entire document all at once But you, ju- you just pick a language and it's going to convert it over to that language it does it instantly it does it fast the real benefit of this over something like Google Translate is that when you use a lot of other translators it just translates like word for word from English to Spanish or whatever it is and and it might be a little bit more powerful than that in some aspects but you know when you're translating from one language to the next sometimes there's there's nuance and it's not always just switching this word from English to French you got to know how you might say that sentence in French as opposed to in English and that's the kind of stuff AI can do and that's the kind of stuff DeepL Translate will do. So it's just gonna give you a much more accurate uh, you know, translation of whatever text you're looking at. This could be helpful you know, separate from teaching if you just need to have something translated over. For me, the obvious connection was, I know that before I've tried to communicate with students in, you know, in my role as a, a tech coach who do not speak English and in using google translate to go back and forth we can get by but it's always a little bit clunky because the stuff that the student translates back to me so that i can read it it's not always perfect and it's because of the way that that you know that translation works and and i'm sure it's the same way the stuff that i'm translating from english back to that person it's not perfect either so like i said you can get by but it's it's there's a struggle there if you had something lined up that did a better job like DeepL translator i'd say why not you know why not use it so there's a, a pay version for this that's going to unlock more features to you but the there is a free version you can just use via their website it's going to limit you to a certain number of conversions like per month and a certain word limit but i checked all that out and it seemed fairly reasonable and I don't know. I just know there's been a bunch of times where I've been in this translation game, and I don't even teach a world language, so I'm, I'm sure if you did, uh, if you were in that world a little bit more, this might even be more helpful. But I think it's it's one that's worth uh, you know worth checking out for sure. Even here's another something I just thought of: parents. How often do you have parents that uh, don't speak the language you speak, and this might make it easier to send them an email that. Is a little bit simpler for them to read or to translate an email they send you that's a little bit simpler for you to read so check it out man deep l translator
1: yeah i think that's a just another great way of helping us eliminate some of the barriers that we have in education whether it's communication with parents whether it's communication with kids whether it's world language classes i think uh, all that would help all right, so we're going to get into my first one, and this one is for maybe student teachers or teachers that are coming into the field or maybe teachers that are transitioning from one school to a different school. All right, so mine is called resume.io, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It will help you write that cover letter. It will help you organize a resume, a nice-looking resume, just by telling the the tool a little bit about yourself all right so basically i just took uh what was in my twitter bio profile uh section i threw it in there and then i started just you know adding a couple extra things and what it does is it spits out this amazing looking uh resume so it's super easy super simple and it really really looks nice and you can try it for free it will write a resume for you it will also do a cover uh, letter for you and you can choose uh, specific cover letter examples uh, they'll have like a teacher one right there administrator right there and you can choose those and fill out your resume using ai using their templates it's pretty amazing
0: that sounds great and the, you know this is beyond just um you know, student teachers, I think you could even pull this in if you are doing some type of a, you know, a business class. We have, you know, have work school programs, uh, and, and I imagine most schools have something similar too where kids spend half of their day on a work program. This might be really great to, to show them as they apply to different jobs and put that resume together, this is a way that you can work to put together something that's really nice and professional looking. So that's a cool one, resume.io. My next one is called otter.ai, otter spelled just like the animal, O-T-T-E-R, otter.ai. This one's pretty neat. It uses AI to, um, it's sort of like for, you know, those virtual meetings. So picture a Zoom or a Google Meet or whatever you use, which I know post COVID we're kind of getting away from that, but these things are definitely still happening, whether it's tutoring or you know after school meetings with uh, parents or with supervisors or professional developments that you are joining or running you know are we, we definitely still have some some fingers in the in this virtual meeting world as teachers now and with otter.ai it's it's kind of like a real-time transcription service for these meetings you are in but it's going to do a little bit more than that um, specifically for students so people listening to um, you know, your virtual presentation, or you listening to a virtual presentation, one of the things that it does is it's going to automatically create notes from that meeting. And if this is a lesson or a professional development, then it's automatically sort of building out lecture notes that you could then take and use or share with students. You can have those lecture notes automatically share out to meeting uh, attendance when the thing is over with. So that's pretty cool if you are presenting slides. So if you have like a a screen share going and there's some slides that are being shared, it's gonna automatically capture those slide images and incorporate them in the lecture notes, um, as well as just kind of providing like these, these uh, almost like a bullet point summary of, here's what happened in this meeting when the whole thing is said and done. So the meeting closes out, everybody leaves, and then you automatically receive lecture notes from the meeting at the bottom of which are some summary points like some key points of what took place during that meeting so works in zoom works in google meet works in teams so those are, of course the three biggest ones it's definitely something that i'm going to take a look at for use when i'm in these scenarios where i still am you know running a virtual meeting we meet we meet in our our plc this way because it's just easier saves us time. People don't have to move to get together in the same space. We all stay where we're at but hop on that Zoom meeting together. So it might be nice for those types of applications as well.
1: Yeah, Otter AI sounds like an amazing tool, especially if we would have to go to those online meetings. And I can think that we're even still running parent-teacher conferences or random impromptu parent meetings throughout the year that it might be beneficial for. I'm going to get into my next one, and this one's called Tome. It's an AI presentation maker. Uh, You could go uh, to Tome, and we'll have the URL in the show notes, and you can say, I want you to make a presentation about all the attractions in San Francisco that I might want to visit on my next vacation. And it would make several different options of places where you want to go. It would incorporate pictures and all that. And then you could further advance that by saying, show me several different uh, layouts that I might be able to use per slide. And then you could go pick which ones that you want. You could go edit those. Uh, You can share a link that will allow other people to collaborate with you too. All this is great. I'll have Tome in the show notes. I can think about saying like things... In our podcasting course at the very beginning we could say hey uh spit out 10 different lesson or episode ideas on anime the most popular anime titles and it could do that and that might be able to give our students some ideas of what they want to do or what are the top 10 most things that are popular to teenagers in 2023 and they could spit that out and maybe use one of those ideas to figure out what podcasts that they want to make so i just see this as another way of sometimes teachers don't have time to make presentations look awesome and i think this is a new it almost looks like a video like the the i don't know the animations the graphics look more sharp than what they typically do it's not it kind of looks 3D rather than just 2D at, at, at times. So I would check out Tome just for that reason. You don't need to use their, their AI to write your presentation if you don't want to, but at least it would organize it and give it a starting point. You could be very specific. Hey, create a 10 slide presentation and title the 10 slides and then just list those 10 thing, titles out that you want. And it will give you a presentation that you could go in and fill out however you want. So I think it's just a no-brainer.
0: Dude, I'm I'm going nuts this year because I've got, you know, I'm teaching a, two different courses for the first time. So it's just I'm constantly making new things. And I know I could be stealing stuff from other places, and I, I sort of choose not to do that or use my old stuff but make it better. But, like, man, this is so cool. You can just the ability to have something made for you as even if just as a starting point that looks as sharp as tomes presentations look is it's really awesome this is this is one of my favorite ones we're featuring today so is the next one that i'm going to bring up it's called conquer c-o-n-k-e-r and conquer is a fast and easy way to create uh, quizzes like formative assessments literally the fastest possible way that you could do this even quicker than something you're really familiar with like a google forms here's how it works if you go to conquer.ai that's their website you can type in literally any topic of your choosing so let's say um boy i don't know like next week I'm going to start, be starting a unit on uh, states of matter, right? Which would be your typical solids, liquids, and gases. Kids come in with a lot of information on that already, especially as high schoolers, because they've been learning about it off and on throughout, you know, their entire educational career and even back to elementary school. Now I could go to Conquer and on their main page simply type in states of matter or phases of matter, and Conquer is going to use their AI too generate a series of multiple choice questions automatically for me with the correct answer selected and once it's done and this by the way takes like 10 seconds to generate there's a big blue button in the upper right hand corner that says assign or export it's going to take these questions and seamlessly bring them straight over to google forms if that's the one that you that you're more comfortable using PDF if you wanna just post it online as something that kids can look at or print out. You can also do it straight in Conquer. You can share it via a link where students don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to export this to anywhere. They click on it, they answer the questions. You see the data, of course, who got what correct and what wrong. And it's like a built-in way to get a sense of where your kids are at at the beginning of a topic or a lesson or at the end. If you are, you know, if that if you see that clock ticking down and you realize you didn't plan enough for that lesson on that particular day, head to conquer, type in a couple keywords about whatever you just taught and let it make a quiz that you can quickly push out, ask the kids to answer and and use that as your exit ticket for the day. It gives you some valuable information, gives the kids some extremely valuable feedback on what they know and what they don't know. And uh, it's just a no brainer. I I know for sure that I'm gonna be starting, when I have to go sit down and make a a test, a new test for these new courses that I'm teaching this year, I'm gonna kick it off in Conquer and and let it get some of those real simple style questions done for me, and then I can fill in the rest of the gaps myself. So it's a really, really awesome tool. Check out Conquer C-O-N-K-E-R.
1: Yeah, I really like this tool too. It's it's made by our friends over at Moat. and it's it's a great formative assessment tool. I say formative because anytime AI is there, there there is a little bit of you know caution because they don't always get it right. But it's a great way to start a lesson as well. You give them one of these uh, these formative assessments after you taught a lesson. Maybe they take it home and that's their homework. And at the beginning of class, you have that data right there that allows you to identify any misconceptions and i think that's just another ma- amazing use of uh, google forms but the great thing is here is it's going to take you very little time maybe use it as a starting point go in and customize it however you want and i think that's phenomenal i, th- I think it's just an another amazing tool so uh, kudos to conquer kudos to all the ones that we've gone over so far but my next one I think is might be my favorite of the list because I'm thinking of our special education students uh, as well as anybody that is mainstream student as well. Uh, but you know, I have a soft spot for uh, tools like the next one because I was that kid that sometimes needed that little extra assistance when it came to uh, understanding my notes and things like that, especially with uh, how I am very superior at a lack of good handwriting. That's the way I put it. I'm good at being bad. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, I struggled writing really quickly. So a lot of times I'd fall behind on my notes. Then I would have to go home and retake notes. And when everything is falling on my plate at one time and then I have all my extracurriculars, I would get frustrated. And then I would just choose kind of, I would look at all my grades and see which one's maybe the classes I needed to focus on a little bit more and then I would just sacrifice the grade of the one that I was doing really well in and I'm not saying that I did poorly in school but I'm saying I could have done better if I had some tools like this this next one's called mind grasp AI what I love about this tool is you can upload a PDF and what it's gonna do is it's gonna make notes for you now Some people would say this is cheating, but when you have a kid that has an IEP that says that the teacher must provide a set of notes, well, you can enter your PowerPoint in there. It will give you notes. You can enter your PDF. You could even go to a YouTube video. Think of Khan Academy or Bozeman Science or any one of those uh, great sources of video on YouTube, and it will make notes for you it will take notes for you and as an added bonus you can ask the a question based on that pdf so if i gave a pdf out and i don't know why i always pick photosynthesis because i really don't like the topic as a science teacher least favorite one to talk about uh i asked can you further explain the calvin cycle step by step it will give you an answer all right based on the material the notes that you uploaded it will search that and give you an answer. So maybe the notes aren't as clear, or maybe it's something that was covered over five or six different sections of the notes. Well, this will summarize it. Uh, for the video, it will give you a video summary. So it automatically creates notes for YouTube videos uh, if you record class lectures and more. So this one's a great one. I will say this. Um, this one is uh, $9.99. Per month or $6.99 per month, depending how much you would use it. But me as a student, knowing that I can get my notes taken for me, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to pay attention in class. But I did have some teachers that gave us our notes ahead of time, and this would make me want to strongly encourage them to do so, uh, because then I could plug it in there and I could have this note sheet there, and then I could take supplemental notes, which is going to be what's going to help me connect concrete uh, concepts that the teacher's talking about. If I have to focus on what that teacher said 30 seconds ago because I'm behind on my note taking, I'm not actually listening to you. And I think this is a great way to bridge the gap between uh, you know, all types of students. And, So I recommend mindgrasp.ai. We'll have that in the show notes as well. Uh, Just a very powerful tool. And it's uh, backed up by several different uh, universities and institutions. So go check out mindgrasp.ai. It's
0: funny because I I was like the exact opposite of you. I wonder if it's a a learning style thing. I hated when a teacher would hand out notes in advance. I found it was worse for me. Like if. I was looking at the printed out slides, I always kind of felt like, why am I even here then? Like I, and I would literally just put them away and take all my own notes anyway. But I think that's the point is like, you've got these two different types of people in the classroom in front of you. Why not use something like this to give options to those that need it? And then yeah, sure, if you want to take your own notes, you can totally do that too, so. Just a no-brainer in AI, I, that's the real benefit of it is that it opens up this kind of stuff in a way that doesn't take you a whole bunch of extra time. The next one I've got is called Voicemaker. It is a, a text-to-speech website all backed by AI, of course. Of course. Um, obviously, tons of different text-to-speech extensions and apps and you know, there's things on your phone that will do it for you kind of automatically. Why use Voicemaker, which by the way, it's at voicemaker.in, if you want to look it up. Because it's using AI, just like most of these tools, it's just gonna do a slightly more accurate uh, job of that text-to-speech. So, in an academic sense, this is this is good for maybe some students that need to hear that text spoken, right? We were dealing with this just recently. We had one of the counselors at our school was looking for a good way to do text-to-speech. and we are trying to find a good extension for it. You could have used voice or we could have used Voicemaker for that and would have given what is really just like a more natural sounding response. It doesn't sound like that typical robot voice just reading things back. It sounds closer to, it's not perfect, but closer to an actual human with varying speed and pauses. It's not, you know, it's, it's, it tries to replicate that as much as possible. One of the coolest things about it is you can set all these parameters yourself. So let's say you've got a student that uh, wants the lecture notes, maybe even they use the tool you just shared, MindGrasp, Grasp, to create those lecture notes, but they also then want to hear those lecture notes spoken after that lesson is has completed to help review. Um, you could go in there, they can go in there, copy paste in that text and set how long you want the pauses in this thing to be. So half a second is the fastest, up to six seconds. You can set the speed of the reading to super slow, super fast, and everything in between. Volume, um, you can even like change the, the way things are said, like if you're typing in math, you can set or tell it in advance that hey, there's some math in here and it's gonna speak in a way that you would speak. When you are reading out math, there's different voices like Ivy and Jack and Joanna and Joey and Justin. And they're all, you know, it doesn't really matter. They're just all different voices. Tons of settings here. The coolest part, I thought, is the voice effects. Um, So there is a whisper button, a breathing button where mixed in amongst the speech will be actual breaths, which is how we all speak, by the way. You just don't notice it. Um, There's a conversational option, so if you click that, it's going to sound more conversational. There's some fun ones like newscaster, customer support, narration, and you can even give it tone like happy or sad or empathetic, which I thought was really cool if you are trying to communicate with someone and you want them to, you know, if you know they're going to be, say, reading your email or reading something that could seem critical when read via text, the empathetic option can sort of maybe help with that. Fearful, terrified, unfriendly, all sorts of different cool stuff in here. Uh, some of these are grayed out, you gotta pay for them, but uh, not all available with the free version, but just so cool and so lifelike, and I think that is gonna open up um, open up some doors to, to people who are trying to communicate in this text-to-speech world. So you definitely wanna check out voicemaker.in. Yeah, I I
1: really like that one because you know how I am with voiceovers. I love making voiceovers, uh, especially when you can use some AI to move the people's mouths. So combining those two seems very appealing to me. But I can see how students can use these in their projects or maybe even teachers, how they could use them as a prompt to kind of set the stage for an activity or a lesson. So I I really like that one. Uh, My next one is called Text. Blaze. And this is a Google Chrome extension that allows you to insert snippets, uh, templates, and macros in Google Chrome. So this is going to speed up your workflow and allow you to type faster with this text. So there are many different uses to this. I'm going to just kind of give you the the general use of this. So anywhere where you can enter a, bl- a blank and type in on a Chrome space. Uh, this will allow you to basically put in a slash and then some type of abbreviation that you're going to remember. So if I'm in Gmail, for example, and I am leader of a ski club, Nick Johnson, and I need to let people know that we've received their application uh, for the ski club and that they were accepted instead of, typing out a big full email for each kid you could just go in there and just say uh, dear jacob and then put a slash there as long as uh text blaze is turned on the extension you could put a slash and then just put ty which is your shortcut for a three paragraph email and it's going to put it in there so you could do this with anything i'm just thinking science labs here slash uh, hypothesis and or you know something like that slash probably just ih for me i i always say improper hypothesis or hypothesis needs work and but mine would be elongated well now i could just do slash h for that assignment and it's gonna put in hey your hypothesis should be written with a responding and manipulated variable please re you know reword this and uh turn this back in but all that I don't need to type out now you know with my big bear paws typing that's that's very difficult so if you're not one that likes to share your voice and I always tell people to use moat for that and you would rather have it typed out you can easily do that with text place
0: I like that that one's a Chrome extension too. it's something unique that a lot of these are, are not uh, at least not yet the next one up is called dID that's all capital letters D hyphen ID I guess uh, this I don't know this is probably the to me the, the coolest one. It's kind of like that app you've been using to take a photo and it automatically um, I, can you tell people about it It adds a song, right? like what do you use this?
1: Yeah, it, it adds a song there's, there's a buddy of mine working on one that he hasn't released yet but uh, there's plenty of them out there. Yeah,
0: this is it's like that. And if if you haven't seen it, you take a photo, you you start with the photograph, and you are going to upload that into DID, and it automatically takes that photo. Usually, it would be of someone's you know someone's face, and then it uses AI to make it look like that person is talking, and you can make them talk out whatever you want. The app Geist has been playing around with is it makes the person in the picture, makes them look like they're singing along to a song that you've heard of it's super funny. You know, besides the fact that this is pretty cool, um, from the teaching side, you could sort of integrate this as like a, I don't know, a more realistic way that the kids can interact with, let's say a picture of FDR. If you're teaching about the, the New Deal and instead of just in your boring old PowerPoint slide where there's a little box of FDR's face um, you can now take that boring box of FDR's face, put it into DID and have DID make a video of FDR speaking and saying whatever you want him to say. Maybe he now speaks out the, the information on that slide and that's gonna capture your student's attention a whole lot more than, than you standing up there. Uh, and talking about it for 20 straight minutes. So there's just tons of really awesome ways to use it. This technology, you know, DID is kind of like the background company. They're, they're actually used by lots of other websites. Um, I think, what's it called? MyHeritage is the most popular one where you can take a photograph of your great-grandfather and MyHeritage will essentially bring them back to life and have that person speak. It's supposed to be like a cool experience for people to have. It's creepy. It's it's super weird, but I can see how you might yeah, want. It's to know, just creepy. You don't like it? I do not. like it. <laughs> All right, well, not for everybody, but uh, that's that's did.
1: I can see a nice little AI tool app smash here between your last two. Like uh, I don't know why Booker T is uh, a pity to fool. Right. You know, you could get you could use Voice Maker to kind of give like a pep talk to your athletes or something like that. And then you could come over and and use that uh, in DID to kind of give yourself, like take a picture of yourself and use Booker T's voice. I think it would be
0: cool. That'd be cool. I like it. Yeah,
1: I like it. All right. My next one is Figma. Figma is free for educators and students. So that's a perk out there. Uh, otherwise it's you're going to pay a monthly fee but Figma is a collaborative interface design and prototype tool so it allows multiple users to work together in real time on a project it offers a range of features which includes drawing vector tools a library of components and integration with tools like Sketch and Adobe XD so this is one that if you have a robotics club or if you have a coding club or you are a STEM class that is trying to figure out some type of problem, and you need a prototype for it. I know our school has uh, Shark Tank, basically, the equivalent of Shark Tank, uh, where they have to make a prototype and go through a problem and, and provide that solution and that product. Uh, I think Figma would be a great use uh, of a tool that will help students along. I really like some of the components of it. You have a whiteboard, you have a collaboration station, which has uh, different types of shapes and whatnot that will allow you to uh, work together. You could draw up ideas, uh, share team updates, you can plan for future meetings. There's just uh, so many things that are so simplistic, but so easy to use as well. Um, when it comes for student learning and planning.
0: I love it and I'll get straight into my last one which is gonna be a a quick one. It's something we've mentioned before um, or from a company or website we've mentioned before called WordTune. Um, You can just Google them if you wanna know about WordTune. Awesome, awesome AI-powered tool. They've got a new thing called WordTune Read which is another AI reader. I know I've already shared a text-to-speech option. And that's kind of what this is too, but the benefit of WordTune Read is that it not only is gonna read that text, it is going to summarize the long document for you and then read aloud the summary. And you know the applications of that are immediately obvious, just thinking about what that could mean to help students who struggle reading over a super long document. If you know that they don't have the ability, literally cannot do it. Then you can provide this as a way for them to get that information, and um, you know that's that's just a a no brainer that is is simple to think about how you would would use it. But check out Wordtune, Read for uh, to see how that goes.
1: Yeah, that's a great one, and uh, I think that 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 has an added layer than my one from earlier. The only difference is, is mine allows you to take notes away from video where yours actually reads it to you. So I think that's kind of cool too. Uh, my last one, I'm not going to pronounce it right, but <laughs> I'm going to just Milanote, M-I-L-A-N-O-T-E. I think you nailed it. Milanote. Milanote or Milanote? Milanote. Yeah. I don't know. It's easy to use tool to organize your ideas and projects uh, into visual boards. When I look at the interf- interface a little bit, it kind of reminds me of a Padlet. Um, but there's no, like you, you have a canvas and you can add whatever you want, whether it's a PDF, a video, a picture, anything that you want, you can add uh, super cool, uh, you can collaborate with other people. You use the same communication that you would use in a Google doc where you, if you type an app and then the person's name, it will assign it to them or give them a notification what I really like is it allows you to draw a line. So there's a picture of a shoe with a yellow background. They're, they're talking about how to, it's like different pieces of clothing and how to market this. And they're choosing a color background and, and this person chose yellow, which I think is very ugly. But in the comment, it says, at Tyson the yellow backdrop uh, perfectly fits with these react sneakers and i disagree uh it it does not make them pop out in fact it disgusts me and i will not be purchasing (laughs) these shoes at all
0: disgusts me
1: i I tell you what for being colorblind i have a lot of you know colored opinions when it comes to different colors but um as long as they're not red or green i can i can see them fine and i could see this one it just is not visually pleasing to me but uh, this is Milanote, Milanote, Uh get organized, stay creative. And a lot of teachers, from what I see, are comparing this to the Evernote for creatives. And I think that's a very big compliment considering Evernote is a monster tool.
0: So the the note here for me uh, as we wrap up this, this final uh, AI-powered tech tool here is to just you know, get on board, man. For sure, AI, it it means a lot of different things for education. Not all of them good, but I think as time goes on, there's going to be way more good than bad, and, and we're going to figure out ways to, to deal with whatever negatives there are. But these tools are literally the tip of a gigantic iceberg that um, it's just going to make our lives easier in the end.
1: You do not need to use any of these. That's, right. That's something to keep in mind. But if there is something that is gonna make your job easier, save you time. That's what EdTech is here for. It's to enhance lessons, enhance productivity, and hopefully give you a couple more seconds, minutes, hours of your day back. So you can use those for spending time with your family, uh, improving your professional life, uh, harnessing different skills that will be able to impact students later on. Uh, By no means do we bring you these ed tech tools thinking that you're going to use them all or try them all. If there's one that sticks out, go, go invest some time into it. But if none of them stick out, maybe just bank them for later. What I try to do is I try to keep a list of functionality and the tools that fit that functionality. So when we work with teachers, we can take the functionality kind of listen to the teacher a little bit in their needs and then we could present them with two or three of those tools that meet the needs of that teacher and uh you know if we know that the teacher is tech comfortable maybe we'll give them one that does a little bit more has a little bit more functionality but if a teacher is tech uncomfortable they're not really uh, fluent in using ed tech in their classroom, we're going to give them something that is super basic in their functionality. And, and this is a good list that meets all those uh, different requirements. I mean, we have some that are a little bit more complex than the others, and we have some that are super, super easy to use. So just note that anytime we do an episode where we drop off all these tools, we're doing this hoping that you find one that you may be able to use, or you find one that might spark an idea that you might be able to incorporate into your classroom. We're not expecting these to be incorporated into your everyday classroom.
0: Well said, and with that, we'll close it out. As always, do us some favors subscribe on Apple, please. That's the best one. Spotify, Google, Stitcher. You can find us on YouTube. Just search for Got Tech the Podcast. We're on Twitter as well. And, um, you know, writing a review would be fantastic. We've got a lot of reviews, we'd like even more. Tell us if you like us, tell us if you don't. Check out GotTech.com, our website, for all episodes and many, many more awesome resources and posts. Check out the Teach Better Podcast Network that we're super pumped to still be a part of. You can find our show and many, many others. Thanks a lot for listening.